I might be the only one. Everybody else, you have to train yourself to get into that mindset. And it's like, you'll have that initial thought, but your thoughts aren't who you are. You're like the observer of your thoughts. You then get to choose what thoughts you put energy to. What are we talking about on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast? We're talking about business, specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. Thank you all for taking a little bit of your day to join us today. And I am joined by a gentleman that I think you're going to really uh, take a lot from. He's got a, a very powerful story, um, a, a story of challenges, of ups and downs, which Obviously, so many entrepreneurs face um, his are even probably more dramatic than, than those that you might have faced long, long your career. And uh, he's been open and honest and sharing those with me and his audience up to this point in time. And, and I'm so grateful he's decided to spend a little time with us today. So Trevor White, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm grateful to be here and, and uh, hopefully add some value to, to, your, to your people, man. <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. And I have no doubt that you will just based on our, our conversation before we got started. So Trevor, when I asked who you are, um, it, it, the, the personal, the business that they're all intertwined, but I, I know you've had a, a number of different opportunities to start businesses. I'm going to start a little differently. Um, where does it come from for you to say, I'm going to go out and build my own business and, and not be the, the W2 employee, get the job and, and go that path is, is that something that was part of who you are as you're being brought up or something that you became? I'd love to get that sort of uh, gener the genesis of that, if you will. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of both. It's kind of both. It's kind of who I was and, and what I learned how to do as I got older. But it really came from I was I was born and we, we had no money. I, we were very, very poor. Trailer parks. We weren't always in a trailer, but we were in trailers and things like that. And and because of that, my parents could never get us nice things, right? It, it couldn't, there was nothing, there was no extra. So I would right. instill to me at a really young age that if I wanted something, I had to work for it, right? So there was nothing going to be given to me. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, they weren't, I didn't have anyone giving me anything that I didn't earn. And so I, at 10 years old, I, I mean, technically started my first company. I didn't really call it a company, but I just went around knocking doors and uh, mowing lawns. And it, it grew to a point where I was hiring my friends, right? I was, I was charging $5 a lawn and I would pay my friends $4 a lawn to go mow the lawn. And I was getting them to use their mowers from their parents and their gas. I mean, it was, you know, so it, was, it kind of worked out great. And I, it was just me and my crew. We would push around our little red mowers all over the neighborhood. So it was, it was really from a really young age that I realized it was possible. Uh, but it wasn't a game of like, it's not like I figured it out when I was little and then I just never got a job and never can, you know, cause it's a stepping out as an entrepreneur, man. It is, it is one of the most rewarding things you could possibly do, but also one of the hardest. And I think that's why so many fail because they don't realize what they're stepping into until, no, no until you're let's there. Talk, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit. First off, we shared that exact same experience on, on the lawn mowing thing. Oh, really? Nice. The, the exact same way. Um, uh, we, we lived in rural Connecticut growing up and I was mowing my lawn and someone else's lawn. And then someone else messed me to do it. And I'm like, Oh, let me create a flyer. Let me get my buddies. Now they're mowing lawns. Now the only downside, I'm sure you felt this well when my buddies didn't feel like doing it, guess who had to mow that? lot right oh yeah there were, there were plenty of plenty of those moments and then you yeah your saturday is spent doing nothing but mowing lawns like Absolutely. literally I, morning to, and you're like you get home in the day and you're like really 
But yep. when you get to go and buy the new the new I was into I was into football cards, like trading cards. Okay. So when I get okay. to go and buy like the card I've been hoping to get, it always made it worth it. It was always like, sure. well, yeah, one of my friends Cameron was his name and he was one who was pretty reliable, but sometimes he wasn't. And when Cameron wouldn't show up, I'm like, Oh, I'd go do it. But I'm like, Well, I got the money. I'm gonna go buy the cards. And I would always show them to him and be like, Check out what I bought for the lawn that you didn't do. Like, thank yeah, you exactly. for that. Appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for that opportunity. I, <laughs> exactly. No, no, That's funny. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yes, I know exactly of what you speak. Now, it's interesting because I did that, did a couple other things, but ultimately decided to go the W-2 route, if you will, after graduating uh, college. I don't even know why. So what was, it's a real business, but what was your first real entrepreneurial endeavor, right? So the lawn right. thing was the thing you're, you know, preteen or teenager doing that. But what would you describe as, hey, this is my first foray. Right. I know what I'm getting into, I think maybe, but what was that first thing that you yeah, launched and yeah. got into? I definitely didn't know what I was getting into, but the first, the first thing was I actually was, I was 1099, right? So I wasn't actually, I, I really wasn't okay. an entrepreneur. I got hired in, but then we turned it into our own company. But what ended up happening, it was mortgage. It was the mortgage world. This was back in okay. like 2002, something like that. I was hired to just be on a sales floor, right? And I'm this young, like 19, 20 year old, super hungry to win. Cause I knew what it, I knew what winning looked like, meaning I saw the outward stuff, right? I saw, sure. I mean, I saw this guy with a Ferrari one time and I remember it broke <laughs> my brain because I was working really hard, but I'm like looking at what I'm, I'm like, there's no way I ever drive that car. I was making like four bucks an hour. It was, you know, minimum wage at the time. And I'm like, I'm the hardest worker I know. How am I going to pull that off? Like, how do I get that? What's that? So I knew it existed, right? So I wanted, I was right. hungry for it. And somebody told me, Hey, this mortgage, you could be a mortgage broker. I'm like, well, what does that mean? That sounds exciting. And uh, so I, I actually worked at a grocery store at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm out. Left the grocery <laughs> store and went. And then I proceeded to not make money for six months. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah. I, I think it's the nature of the beast. And I got, no doubt. Uh, you know, and it, no doubt. It, it's just, and I think every, it, you always go through that. Um, I think people are, they don't realize that, right? I think you think, I thought, I, I thought, oh, this is going to be simple. I'm going to answer a phone and talk. Not realizing that I'm some young punk 19-year-old kid talking to 30, 40, 50-year-old men and women who like are kind of established in life, and I'm trying to tell them what to do with their mortgage. Yeah, I had no it's... credibility. Like, I mean, if you listen to what I'm, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I can't believe anyone ever listened to me. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a, I, I, when you tell that story, all I could think of, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Boiler Room, but uh, yeah, oh, after explaining that character, right. Act it as if. Act as this, if. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You know what's so funny is when we, so after I started in the mortgage space as a, a 1099, just like really I was an employee, uh, my brother yeah. and I partnered up and we ended up starting a mortgage, our own brokerage. And then we ended up, we ended up converting and getting uh, in and all this sanctioned everything through the SEC and we became a, an actual bank. So then we okay. were, we were actually wholesaling lending and we had a sales floor of, I mean, just about a hundred sales guys and we had a big office in Las Vegas and I'm 22 at the time, like super yeah, how young. Do you, the, the, I mean, you, you fast forwarded there, but that that's one's a crazy investment taken. It's a, I love the fact that the, the drive is evident, right? You, you know where you want to get to and you're willing to do those things that are there. But what is the, what's the first all in move, if you will, that where you say, okay, I'm, I'm going for it. I'm, I'm pushing this in. I'm going to, I'm going to go and, and put my chips in the table and make, make this happen. What, what, can you remember a moment when that was like, I'm doing that? Yeah, it was, it was really once I hit my, t when I hit, when I hit as a 1099, I hit my first $10,000 month. 
right? And I'm, a, I'm an employee, right? They're paying for my leads. They're pay- so I don't have a lot of expenses. And I don't even think it was legal that they were 1099ing me, to be honest. Prob- I, I pretty probably sh- not. No, I'm probably pretty sure not. they were just doing it because it would, they'd have to deal with the taxes, et cetera. Right. And then I'm, I really saw myself as, I'm like, this is the lawnmower kid, right? This is that kid. He's, oh my gosh, she's looking at that. And, and one of the things I've learned through all of my years, I, you know, I'm almost like, shoot, I turned 44 on Monday. So almost my birthday, we're getting there. Yeah. But yeah. through all those, it's like when you can make the critical pivots, when you like, it's when you make the move, that's where the millions are made. It's not in continuing status quo. And I think we all lose, we, we, we have to find courage. So I remember sitting there and I'd made my first 10K. And my brother was actually making a little more money than me. He'd been in a little bit longer. And we just both looked at each other and we're like, let's go. And we had money in the bank. We're young. I mean, I'm married and I had I had one son at the time. And so I have a family. It's not like I'm it's not like I'm just um I got married really young, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not like it was just me, right? So cause it, there is a risk there. If I if I screwed this up, like it was like, uh, now what? Yeah. Like, you know, I yeah. got a wife and a kid to to, to worry about as well. But we just knew. I just knew. Like there was just. I always, ever since I was born, I just knew I was meant for something. I, and I, yeah. I, I still feel that. I, I'm still called. Like I wouldn't keep doing what I do now, but I didn't feel this calling. But yeah, it was. It was when I hit some success as a employee, realizing I really wasn't an employee, but I knew I could do it. Even though, and then maybe that's a. I think that's probably a, a superpower of mine. Is even when I don't know, I know I can do it. Right. I've, well, it's interesting. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's that, that tolerance for risk, I think, is one thing that absolutely sets apart the, the entrepreneur and, and someone willing to do that, uh, even though because anything can change with a company and W2 has this, well, safety, the paycheck's going to show up every couple of weeks and someone else is going to write that paycheck to me. And, and that's considered to be safe. I think many people can tell you that that's not the case. Companies change their mind all the time and go through yes, it. Yes, they do. That safety that's there, but that that risk tolerance that the entrepreneur has and you know, is, is willing to say, I'm going to try it. I'll lose it. I'll try it again. I'll lose it until, the, until I hit the thing. Man, I you know it's it's interesting. I, I, I this has come up a couple of times recently. Like, you know, I was on uh, talking to someone uh, just this week about this. Uh, Gina Wickman, who wrote the book Traction. You know, I work with uh-huh. EOS. We 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 help companies oh, yeah, move forward. Very familiar. I've yeah, worked with them. Yeah. 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 So 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 Gino said, you know, he'll say, entrepreneurs are born, not made. Right there, that and I don't know whether it's the the, the gene is flicked on to risk, <laughs> right, and and others it's going you know, flicked off or muted. But that he's convinced of that because that tolerance, that willingness, and say, I right, like you're saying, I know it's in me. I just got to figure out yeah. what it is that that I got to be doing. Well, I think there's right, a reframe yeah. too on what risk is. Right, in my okay. opinion, getting a job is more risky than being an entrepreneur, one hundred percent. And here's why: I'll right. explain because that sounds like I'm being kind of flippant. Well, but it's but it's you, right? So that's yeah. what's that's what's so interesting, right? Because others would hear that and say, "No friggin' way!" Now, but you're saying, "Yeah, yeah." When I'm, yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm an average guy, like I'm not special. There's nothing special about me. All I have done is I flipped the script on what fear actually is, and realized that it is way more risky for me to put my all my energy and money into someone else's basket, right? Because yeah. at any point, I don't care who you are, what situation. Greatest example, the most recent one, remember that submarine or whatever, the submersible that For went sure. down, everybody yep. died, right? Yep. They yep. replaced everyone. They rehired everyone within 30 days. One of them is the CEO of the company. They were all replaced. Like you think that if a company, if it makes sense for a company to get rid of you, you think they're not going to let you go? They'll yeah. do it in a heartbeat. They won't even think about it. And they'll replace you because the, to you, to the, to you, you're just a number. But And that's risky because if the stars don't align, the cosmos don't align, and you're holding on to this invisible security, thinking that's security, whereas the flip side, this is why I see it way less risky as an entrepreneur. 
because I can count on me. I can right. control me. I know what Trevor J. White's going to do. I, I, can, I, can, I can develop me. I can't force you to develop. I can't force the company to want my ideas or do my things. And so, yes, the world will perceive it as like I failed. You know, I might fail at things. Like I filed bankruptcy. Uh, my mortgage, my banking company, uh, we imploded. We employed it. We, well, we were at the highlight of it all, and we lost I'm it all. Sure. Like, we lost yeah, well, everything. You, you started a few years before 2007, right? Right. You said it was 2002 you were doing that, so you started to come here after that. I can only imagine where that, that had yeah, ended up. Yeah, you know, right? we had but, a crystal ball. would have been. Anyways, I was exposed. I was exposed to how, how I wasn't yeah. prepared. I mean, really, that's, sure. what I, that's what I look at it. But it's, that wasn't risky to me. That was like the, what I learned in that process. I'm like, holy crap, it's invaluable. Wisdom yeah. comes by experience. And if you're not willing to struggle, you're not willing to fight through things, you never gain wisdom. Just because you get old doesn't make you wise. Like I've talked to young, young people that are, they're way wiser than the old guys <laughs> and old gals walking around. I'm like, they're just, they just are because they've experienced life. And, and there's almost, I, I always look at a lot of what I have gone through, a lot of the trials and, and some people always ask, especially, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but my, like the death of my son. Uh, that yeah. happened. That happened while the banking empire was crumbling, uh, and, it, and it really oh, spearheaded yeah. kind of my demise for a while. Right? I mean, I pretty much gave sure. up on life. But like, I I don't regret that. I don't look back, and I don't wish it were even different. I know that was sound. That sounds crazy because he was my son. And uh, but I'm I'm a very I'm I'm a Christian. I'm very very God center based, and I have a powerful relationship with my son. I talk with him almost every single day. I uh, close my eyes. Some people talk to Jesus every day. I talk to him too, uh, but I talk to yeah. my son. Uh, my son's the guy yeah. who hangs out with me. He's my boy. Like he's like my boy, boy. Not just my boy, but he's like my boy, right? <laughs> and so, like it's yeah. it's, but it's shaped me because I didn't quit, right? And right. I think that's what so that's where the risk comes in for people in their mind because they're like, well, if that happens, ah. Uh, and I'm like, I'm going to tell you, like I'm a man and dude, and I had millions and lost it all. I was I was yeah. in my parents' basement. Uh, my wife left me. Uh, my son was in the cemetery, and I'm driving. I don't have cars. I have nothing. I'm in my parents' basement. I ended up going back and getting a job at Walmart. I was at, working at the Walmart distribution center. And I was borrowing their little green Dodge. It was like this burger green piece of crap truck. Death. I was in the vehicle. I was driving. I'm I'm used to Mercedes and my BMWs, yeah. and and now I'm in this like my whole reality shifted, and and I I, I just I mean. It, that happens. Like, and sure, I've experienced that. So I know what that's like. And, you know, it's crazy. It's always that. It's a kind of a funny meme that goes around sometimes where it's like, yeah, but did you die? Right. And so I'm like, well, no, I didn't die. And uh, I still have the gift of breath, which means I could keep going if I wanted to, if I chose it. Right. It doesn't make it easy. I'm kind of, I'm obviously, this is a, we could spend 17 hours diving right. into the really psychology behind uh, all this but, yeah. but it, it's, it's just flow and that to me i don't know it's the reliance on just just who i am and being able to take the risk and go and just realize well, that fear's yeah. there it's just there yeah well you know and and first off uh the, the pain of that loss uh really undescribable and for you to have come through that and still be able to have that relationship uh just the power, power of being positive and the power of being yeah. awesome. So, and, and to have that happen all at the same time. And, and so as you and I were talking before we get started, the, the journey of the entrepreneur, you just shared one, one company once, but, and the, the personal journey, right? Those things are so weaved together, yeah. right? You just, you can't separate them out because 
the business is the life and the life is the business for them. And then you got hit with a life thing all at the same time. As you talk to others that are in this, so we, before we go back to your service, as you talk to others and go through this, you know, how, do, how do you work with folks that are going through the business and life and, oh, and, the, and how that's interchanged and dealing with those ups and downs? Because it, it ain't easy, right? No. You, you've come through it. It ain't easy. And you, know, you, you went to the bottom. You had breath, right? Good. Yeah. Check on that. But the rest went to the bottom. So how are you, how are you working with others and sharing that story with others um, to help them get through that when, they, when they're faced with whatever it is that they're faced with yeah. business or personally? It, this is where I start with every client that comes on board my company Pivot because if you can't realize that if you want to make more money, it's not about making money and it's not about focusing on money, right? You can spend time talking about your marketing message. You can spend time talking about, okay, well, I got to pixel my website off of my Facebook ads and I got to get my soup. What's my ROI on this one? Hey, what are those KPIs? Those are all part of it, right? That's, that's yeah. not, it's not like I'm dismissing that as like, that's not part of the thing. And that's a big part of it. But the reality is it's you. Who you are is what's going to determine whether or not you actually crush it or don't. It's not yeah. about the market. It's not about your industry. Like any industry will crush it. Any person has the capability to do it. And so where I focus on that is not that is where, where I help help people not get stuck is getting them to be brutally honest. Mm -hmm. and that's what it yeah. took for me. I mean, I can only I only train what I've lived, right? And I knew yeah. that in my deepest moment, I had this moment, it was really weird. I, I got heavily addicted to alcohol uh, in every form of sedation you could think of because I was just trying to cope with the death of my son and and so for about four or five years, I mean, I was a, I was killing myself. Uh, there's no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. I mean, I was drinking heavily, like hell. I don't know how I survived it anyways. My liver is like apparently really strong on it. It's, it's helping yeah. me out. Uh, yeah. But I had this moment of clarity and this was a gift from God. It was a divine download. And he just shot me a reality check. He just showed me my life, right? Without the filters, without the alcohol, without the lies that I was telling myself, he just showed it to me. And it was clarity. So I realized clarity is the key. Like you have to be honest and actually see where you're actually at. Because most of us, we walk around and we lie. And we think that my business is my business and my marriage is my marriage and my body is my body. But we don't realize that all of those are the same thing. Right? right. Who you right. become yeah. as a human being is what's going to dictate what actually happens in life. And so I run, I run a very intense process of stripping away the stories, stripping away the yeah. lies. It's kind of like the, the best way to describe it is like, I get somebody to stand butt-ass naked in the mirror, look at themselves, and it reveal all of them. No, no yeah. stories, whether they like it, don't like it, that's great, but we strip that away. It's like, what's the actual reality? How much money do you actually have? Not what do you want? How, what kind of sales calls do you actually perform? What are you actually doing? What does your body actually look like? What is your relationship actually like? And realizing that everything, and that was one thing that I learned in the hard, the hard way, uh, because when when... I was at the peak of my mortgage banking world. I had the money. And from the outside, you would, you would have looked at me and been like, dude, guy's got it all. I had a beautiful wife. I had two beautiful yeah. children. And it would have been like, dude, this guy is rolling because he's young. He's aggressive. Yeah. He's just, and I looked happy. Inside, man, I was dying. Even before my son passed, even before the mortgage banking. I mean, it was, I was a hollow shell because I had just pursued this money thing thinking that was the game. And yeah. I achieved it, I mean, just through sheer grit and willingness to fail and to keep going no matter what, I'd achieved it. And anybody can do that. But what I, what I learned in the process is that's not what it's all about. And yeah. I've actually made more money in my life now. And I have a more full life and fulfilled life when I stopped focusing on actually making money and, and started focusing on what, 
how does my relationship with my wife play into this? Right? I got remarried and my wife now is this, she's she's the queen of my whole world. Like I just, we are non-negotiables with her. I have date nights and I just invest in them and I've got two children. I've got a little 12 year old and a 21 year old. And like, I just, I realized that in order for you to overcome, you've got to be brutally honest with yourself, brutally. Like you can't, you've got to just not mean, we're not sending you to guilt and shame, right? But it's just like, yeah, take that true assessment and then start to realize that the way you treat your wife matters. It does. And it, it impacts your business, right? If I get in a big fight, and I'm a total ass to my wife. I'm like, just like, just, a, and then I go into a sales call. Yeah, I can promise you I'm bringing that problem. Of course. With the marriage and right? Same, if, if my body's fat, if I'm overweight, I don't feel weaponized. I'm, I'm sluggish. Shoot, I've got diabetes. Whatever, whatever I've done to myself because I couldn't control what I put in my body and I couldn't control my workouts. That impacts, like I, I'm the guy who's going to push the level, meaning you can, people will say, oh, well, what about the really successful guy who's divorced and is, you know, hundred pounds overweight, you know, and they're saying, well, success, i.e. he has a company that made a lot of money. Uh, I'm the guy on the other side saying he's not successful uh, right, at all. Right. Like there's no success pick, there. Yeah, yeah, in, in my yeah. opinion, that's worse. That is worse because you have sacrificed fulfillment and happiness in life for one domain. I, I call this a one dimensional man. Uh, you're just a one. And you know, we're not a one dimensional person. And I think that's the key. I know that was a long-winded way of answering your question, but I just no, it's that's that's the process of realizing we're made up of four different domains: body, being, balance, and business. Those are the, that's what makes us up. And if you don't invest in all four of those in an equal facet of energy—not time, but energy—right? You 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 stand. It's like building a house with no foundation, right? And it just yeah. works. It's, and, you know, as you mentioned, we could talk about this for, for a long period of time. And it's it's got to be a challenge because there is right now, given social media and what gets put out there and the faces that folks can put out there and, you know, everyone's living their best life. So therefore I should be living their best. And and, and it's, we're full, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a culture of fooling one another in, in many ways, right? Right. Right. Telling stories about this, that, oh, this person's here, this person's there. I, I have to I have to laugh about this. My my wife and I were chuckling. You know, we own a couple of businesses, we have a few things going on personally this summer. Like there's there's stuff happening and, and every time you go on social media, like why is everybody on the Amalfi Coast this summer? Like, what am I missing? <laughs> like, we felt like everyone that we knew had gone there. Like, what, what, you know, it's like, then your FOMO's going like, well, what am I doing? I'm, you know, I went to yeah. work and had this happen and that other right? So that, that is also playing in there. And then you start to tell those stories in your head, right? And then that's, that's the, the that's the stuff that gets in the way. Let, let's go back just a little bit. If you're at the bottom right now, you've also, you took the, you pulled yourself back up, but you actually turned that energy into a couple of more entrepreneurial endeavors, you know, building on all of that pain and loss, right. To become something different and better. What did it look like the next go round? And, and what, what did you learn from that? What was that business in that next go round when you just said, okay, I'm going back in again, right? This thing hit this blew up. I had that personal tragedy. I'm killing myself with, with my addictions. What, what is the next thing? What, you know, let's talk about that restart. Yeah. That, that reboot. It was, it was interesting because I knew it could be done, right? It was this adage of having it all. Like, I'm like, I just knew mm -hmm. it. I knew there was a way I could get back to the financial side. I, Cause I knew who I was, right? I had, I kind of right. lost myself for a minute, but I knew who I was in my core. And God gave me that moment. It was like, okay, he reminded me. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. Got it. That's who right. I am. Okay. So let's go, but let's do it different this time. And, and I just, I started working on me, right? And so the internal, the internal game for me, I mean, that's when I picked up meditation 
And probably okay. the first two years yeah. I meditated, I wasn't really meditating, I don't think, as I look back, <laughs> right? I was the, sitting with my eyes closed and, and I'm like, every thought in the world's coming in and I'm like, Oh, like it's not working. Like yeah, it's five five movies are going on simultaneously yeah, in my head while I'm trying to <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, this is not working. But I have heard, right? I'm like, no, I have to be able to pull because I'm a pretty intense guy if I don't calm myself down. So my morning routine is like so so important to me. I'm up at four thirty every morning, and I've got some very strict things I do for myself because I got to get myself to this place, right? And meditation was one yeah. of those, and so it it's kind of not the best. It's probably not what people want to hear. Because it wasn't that I just went and learned this really cool marketing thing or this cool sales or I had this great business idea. It was, I got to build me. I got to build the foundation. Then I'm going to build off of this, right? And the first company I started out of the gate was actually a, a production company. Um, I, still had a, I still had a job after I was, you know, so I was working through that. Yep. And uh, I just saw an opportunity. And it was really cool because I had built myself to this place where I had, I'd met my wife. Uh, we weren't married. Well, we were almost married. I think we got married before I actually started the company. So we were, you know, we, but we, we were just in this space where I was just different. You know what I mean? I cared about different yeah. things and I truly wanted to create value. I was no longer just saying, cause there's a lot of things we did in the mortgage world. I wouldn't say I wasn't dishonest. I've never really been dishonest uh, to other people. I don't try to swindle people. I've never done anything like that, but I was all about the sale, right? Sure. I wasn't yeah, really trying to help you. I actually just wanted to make right. money. So I would say, what I needed to say from a used car salesman perspective, right? It was like, I'm trying to get some money from you. And and what I realized is that that doesn't work long-term, right? It's This is where people don't like you. This is buyer's remorse. This is where people are not lifelong fans. They will not leave you good feedback. Yeah, you might've made a couple bucks off them here, but you didn't help them, right? And that was, there's yeah. a karmic debt for that. And this is a real thing. I believe in karma to the end of the earth. Like it is, it is, it is just as real as gravity and just as real as all the other natural it, laws. It, it is an amazing, it is an is amazing thing. I talk about it all the time. And yeah. I, I, I don't have that same spirituality that, that you do, but this karma it's for, for me that it's there, right? Yeah. And, and you, what you put out is what you get back and, and doing the right thing. And it's, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know for me where that comes from, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, that's kind of true because on that, like there's yeah. this level of when you deal with the karmic side of it, if you want the peer competitors or people you don't like, if you want them to lose, that's karma. It will come back yeah. to oh. you because you're energetically oh, yeah. saying in the world that I like failure. Yeah. And failure will come right back at you. And this is one of those things that people that people, people kind of dismiss this conversation, this little segment. They just do because it seems foofy. It seems like, well, that's not tactical. Give me some tactical stuff. I'm like, yeah, well, look around your world. If you don't yeah. like what your world is, you don't like where you're at, your car, your house, your life, your wife, your body. If you don't like it, ask the one question. This is a powerful question that all your listeners could just ask themselves right now and be totally honest. You don't have to answer it out loud to anybody, but be totally honest. If the person you dislike the most in the world failed right now, would you be happy? Would it make you smile? Would you kind of be like, yes, they got theirs, right? And then if the answer is yes, I would, then I can promise you your reality that you don't like is directly tied to the fact that you are you are celebrating their failure. I had to this karma yeah. thing. So yeah. So it's it's amazing. I'm gonna share a quick story on that because we we have this come up so to mention. So we 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 help companies run on EOS and implement with that. And when we're talking to a company, oftentimes they'll want to talk to a couple different folks because they're uh -huh. looking for someone to match with their their culture, what yeah. they're looking for. And we we honestly do this. And on more than one occasion, we'll introduce them to one of our peers. And they say, well, what are you doing? That's your competitor. I said, no, 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 no. It is about making sure you get what you want. And I want yeah. their success and your success as much as I want our success. And if you don't, and 
our, our visionary for our company will, will say, if you're not that person, you shouldn't be here because uh -huh. you have to be in that space. We, we operate from a, 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 a place of abundance. There's plenty out there. Make sure what's out there, right, is the right thing for you and for your clients. And don't just try to force the, your hand either way. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back around in a negative way. So yeah. that's our little piece of cover. And our clients and potential clients, they, they, it, oftentimes don't even understand that. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not it's a normal like, conversation. It's just not, no, especially in the business odd. world. In yeah. the business world, that's like yeah. the opposite of what you would think intuitively. And that's what yeah. they, you have to train yourself to think that way. So like those, some of you guys listen to this, like don't think that you just are born and you think that way. Now, nah, maybe Mother Teresa did. I don't know. But like that, I might be the only one. Everybody else, you have to train yourself to get into that mindset. And it's like you'll have that initial thought, but your thoughts aren't who you are. You're like the observer yeah. of your thoughts. You then get to choose what thoughts you put energy choose. to. So you might have uh, this initial so awesome. thought of, yeah. hey, I'm glad they failed. And be like, well, that's not going to give me what I want. It makes me feel bad. I don't like that feeling. So yeah. no, I'm, gl I'm glad. Or if they, let's say they failed. Like, you're like, dang it, that sucks. I'm sure what they're going through right now is pretty hard. Man, they're filing bankruptcy. That's brutal. I know he's got a wife and kids. Like, that sucks. I know he's not very nice to me, but that sucks to be failing. Right? It, it, you could choose it because you're not what you think, but we think we are. And then it creates this cycle. And then it's like, man, you... You are literally sabotaging and you don't even know it. It's like this secret assassin coming into the night and he's just like stealing from you. And you wake up every morning wondering why you're never getting ahead. And it's like, because all the gains you made the day before, they got robbed from you because the karma came collecting its due. It was like knocking on the door and he's like, yeah, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, now's the time. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever read or uh, done any work with Positive Intelligence and uh, Shirzad, and I'm going to not get his last name off the top of my head, but, but, but regardless, he actually talks just about this, that there are things in your brain, half your, you know, there are things called saboteurs in your brain. So you take something, you process it, and your saboteurs will, will give you that negative internal head trash and uh -huh. speak, or there's a piece of your brain that are sage and wisdom and wise. Right. And how you choose to filter what just happened will be indicative of how you then act from there and what it 100%. does to you. And you can, you're going to yeah. let those saboteurs take over, or you're going to let the sage part of your brain actually allow for you to do that. And look, you're always going to have it. Like I'm, I'm the worst of it. I like get in my own head and mm -hmm. you start judging yourself and yeah. why did this happen? And what am I doing? Like, and you're right. It's not natural, but when you can take a moment, as you're doing either through meditation, take a clarity break, just take a moment and say, okay, how, do, how can I process this better and differently than I might've done it? You, if you can do that, like you've made a step forward, yeah. like that's a, right. You got to just appreciate that. Okay. I'm actually not processing this differently than maybe I've ever have before. Hard thing to do, yeah. but, but the dude, more that, you, yeah, yeah hundred percent. That's why conversations yeah. like this matter, man. And it's weird. It, it, it's, it seems like well, this isn't, this isn't how we're talking about business right now. I promise you, these core elements we're talking about right now, this is success leaves clues. Let me just put it that way, right? Yeah. You don't have an abundant life and what you're talking about isn't relevant, right? To making money, having, having that. This is the one lesson. If you could understand this, like <laughs> get this, everything else yeah. will work. Everything else will work. Doesn't mean it'll be easy. There will be struggle, tons of struggle. And that's, that's really where, like, as I started again, back into my other company, my production company, and as I started building that, I started getting new clients and I started, what I realized it was the clarity. I had to be ruthless and honest every day. Like, it wasn't like I got honest with myself once. No, I do it every day. Every single day sure. I sit and commune with myself and I have conversations with myself. There's two, there's two of me in here. I had, there's, there's my body, not me, but then there's me. And then there's this other guy. We talk every day, yeah. like thinking is talking. It's not just you alone, isolated in this chamber, right? And so I, I have these dialogues of getting honest, 
getting honest with myself and then moving forward powerfully. But what I found is when you can do that, you can see the critical pivots you have to make. Because this, again, I, I said earlier, like that's where you want your business to succeed. Don't get stagnant. You have to change and evolve constantly. But if you're not aware of the change that needs to come and you get stuck in the rut of the way things are, you're like, well, this is how we do it. Cool, Blockbuster. Good job for you. <laughs> yeah. How'd that work out for yeah. you? No, I mean, boy, wait, I mean, it, it, it's so true. And we spend spend time. Yeah, there is an execution path to, to when you're running on EOS and doing that. And, and just as you've seen, right, when you're running your business well, there's an execution path. But equally important is the, the health of the individuals yeah. and the team that you're building around there. And we don't diminish it. We, when we talk to, to clients, it's three things. Where are you going? How are you going to execute on it, right? Vision, traction, but then the last piece is healthy. How are you going to do it in a healthy manner? Uh -huh. How are you going to make those tough calls? How are you going to be honest with one another? And all for the benefit of, of making you better as an individual. 100%. Like 100%, business owners, man. they get wrapped up in it. And man, and it, it is and it is. Well, you get, hard. you get wrapped up in this. <laughs> oh, dude, it's super hard. My my first yeah. company, and this is what's so tragic about my son's death. Obviously, it's tragic no matter what, but he, he died at 11 months old. He was a week before his first birthday. I mean, shoot, we'd already sent out invitations. Yeah. Uh, we knew he was going to die. He got diagnosed with Ugh. a really terminal illness. but And that happened at about six months old. But for the first six months of his life, dude, I was the grinder. Well, yeah. I always was the grinder. For those sure. first six and months, man, I missed it. I, I it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hard thing for me to, t I'm okay to talk about it now, but it was very hard for me to admit for a long time that I missed his life. Like I right. was at work. I woke up early. I was at the office before they woke up and I would get home when they were all in bed. Like my wife and both my, both my sons, like I, I just missed it. And that seems like, cause you're like, well, we have till tomorrow. I have tomorrow. I can spend time with them this weekend. Oh no, I'm going to do this big vacation. That'll be great. That'll make up for the fact that dad's never there. That I'm making all this money. I mean, I even said that to my wife. I've got, no wonder she left me. I'm a douchebag. Like, I literally would say, well, well, you got all this money. Like, what do you want from me? Right? What do you want from me? You got all this. Yeah. Like, then, that's like, exactly. this is crazy. Right? right? I'm, but I'm, and I'm, I'm like, taking yeah, care just, of everything. So the, it was realizing, right, yeah. but it oh. was not, you don't have time. Right? You don't, that's not a guarantee. You're not just given this, this thing. Like, and, and to have that and realize that the focus, and I missed six months of my son's 11 month life. Because all I did was focus on the grind and the hustle and, and entrepreneurs are victims to this, man. We all fall traps to it for sure. Well, and like that's because the belief is, well, okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going after it and keep pushing on it because I got to keep my nose to the grindstone when actually the real wins come when you can step back and almost get above the business. So get up and out of it okay. and just take that moment from above and, and look down at it from that 30,000 foot level. When you can do that, then you've got something rather than just keeping your nose right yep. down and, and getting after it. So awesome. Stand in front of the tree. You can't see the forest. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. Well, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today. I would just love to hear you mentioned pivot a little bit earlier and, and obviously the passion that you have for helping business owners and, and individuals come through this. Let's just talk a little bit. You know, how did you find your way here? You've had, you've had some successes and fairs along the way just from the business side, but you, it's, it feels like you're pulling them all together now into what yeah. you're doing for individuals. Let's just talk about that for, for just a minute. And then, you know, so people can find you and, and learn more about what you got going on right now. For sure. Yeah. Over the last 10 years is really what I, it's really how Pivot was created. It was my life, right? I fit, how right. do I, how do I build this? And really that's what it is now. And I work with, I work with entrepreneurs primarily, uh, not just entrepreneurs though. I mean, that's, that's pretty much most of who I work with, 
because those are the ones who are aggressive and they're hungry, right? The, the type of client yep. that comes into my game, I help them establish baselines and then I help them move forward in all areas of their life, right? We spend a ton of time on the body, uh, on, on their relationships with their, their husband, their wife, getting, building them. It's, right, it's really the foundation of building them. But I, I think the easiest way, like the 10 second, what is it that I actually do is I help entrepreneurs identify the key critical pivots that they need to make. And then I push them off the edge. Right. I mean, I just don't let the fear grip you and stop you. And there's a process that I've come up with on the way I lived my life and what it's very, very systematic, right? It's very gamified. It's very, it's not, there's no guesswork, right? It's like, do this, 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 and this. You're going to identify these pivots and then you're going to go. And it's a rinse and repeat with massive clarity, kind of like you were talking about, right? It's pulling yourself to the 30,000 foot view constantly. Yeah. Constantly so that you don't get stuck inside the weeds and really, my mission is to help a person, an entrepreneur, be fulfilled, get ripped in their body, right? Whatever that means to you. But most of my clients become very physically fit because your disciplines in life, they can start with the body because that's the one thing you can control everything about, right? Within reason, I get it. You could disease, things like that. But like, I, you, know, you can control whether you work out. You can control whether you, what you eat, right? And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's getting ripped and then getting rich. Right. And not for rich for rich's sake, but because they do have a calling. Like every client that I have has a calling bigger than them. And in order yeah. for them to get that, they have to have money. And the if you don't have money, nobody listens to you. Right. If I don't live where I live, people don't, my clients don't come. I don't drive the cars I drive. My clients, because unfortunately, we live in a world in this society that if you are not rich, then you are not valid. I wish I were wrong. I wish that were not true. Yeah. But it is, right? So you're on a mission to move forward. And it's really just becoming, what's the, how, how do you become the best version of who you are? Yeah. Right? How and can that's you do the that and bring that balance? Right. Yep. You've got, as you mentioned, 100%. the four, what are the four, say it again for me, because I, I love what you said, four different yeah, parts four, of you that, yeah, that make four you domains home. of what make you up. You've got your body, yep. your being, which is your connection to yourself, soul, purpose, balance, which is your relationships, your husband, wife, children, and then business, right? And notice yeah. business is only one. That's only <laughs> one quadrant. Not all four. Now that yeah. doesn't mean, and those are, you get equal energy towards all four, but it doesn't mean equal time, right? I'm not going to spend the same amount of time working on my meditation as I am my marketing, right? I'll probably spend right. way more time on my marketing, but it's knowing that those are all part of the foundation uh, of actually moving forward and, and, and get that. Love so it. it's, it's fun. Love it. Sure. This has been awesome. And, and just appreciate your honesty and sharing what you have and, and really living what you said about just laying it out there, letting people know what you're about and, and sharing that. So, so thank you so much. Uh, to flip us just to a letter note. I, I do like every, to let the guests get, let our audience know our guests a little better. So I ask you five questions that have nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far. So Beautiful. just give it a little chance of that. So do you have a favorite sports team or athlete that, that you follow that you like? I'm going to have a terrible answer for you, man. I have not followed sports in so long. Like, you're not the, like, you're not not the first since, person that's answered that way. That's okay. Yeah, like I just, it doesn't make sense. A lot of people don't understand it about me, but I, it, and this is going to sound dumb, but I just have so much going on in life that I just have not given myself space to relax in that way. I have different things I relax in, yeah. but like sports, athletics, yeah. and I'm a very athletic guy. I played college football. Like, like so I, like I, yeah. it's weird. That's why it doesn't make sense. But yeah, man, Andre Risen okay. was my favorite player. For the Atlanta Falcons, gotcha. last time I watched Way football, yeah. and Andre Risen <laughs> oh, hasn't cool. played in the league for what twenty years. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a minute or two, but that's all right. Yeah. So you're not the first person that's asked that. That answer that's, that's totally cool. Um, if it was your and and I, we've talked about making sure you take care of yourself the way you eat, but I always ask this question: If it was your last meal, so guilt-free last meal, what would you eat if you could be have that guilt-free last meal? 
Give it free last meal. So I used to own a bakery. Uh, so okay. it wouldn't be a meal, but I would call it a meal. It would be what, right. one of my specialties, which was our number one seller, uh, but cinnamon rolls. Like uh, I make a mean cinnamon roll, bro. Like you would, you, you would not uh, physically see me and be like, dude, that dude probably loves cinnamon rolls. I'd be like, oh no, 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 no. That's my, that's the one that calls my name. <laughs> I, 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 I just cannot get enough of that. I, I tried it. My, my daughter got married um, just a year ago, and I, I tried forever to try to get her a, like a cinnamon churro type frosting. She would not buy it. She wanted, you know, I was like, but I love that cinnamon. So give it, give me a cinnamon roll any day of the week. And uh, I'm, dude, I'm I'll have to, person, so, I'll so, to yeah. send you one, Scott. We actually started working <laughs> on how to, uh, to basically pre-proof so that I could mail them out nationwide. We were working uh, on that before we, we have, before I ended up selling the company, but. So I'll, right. just, I'll, oh. just, I'll just try it and just send you one, man. And you can tell me if I'm good or not. But like, they were pretty Don't good. Don't say those things. I, I, you know, I'll hold you to it or I'm going to fall through. I know, you're like, Don't I tease me. Them. Don't tease me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're talking cinnamon rolls. Let's get serious. Um, do you have a, a, a dream vacation spot? Someplace you've been or someplace you'd like to get to um, at some point in time that would be for you the uh, vacation spot? Yeah. Well, I live in a vacation spot, so that kind of changed <laughs> yes, things do. a little bit. <laughs> living in Hawaii. But yeah. um, where I actually do want to go that I haven't been yet is to Venice. Venice, Italy. I want to drive. I want to ride in one of the little gondolas, uh, and, yeah. and I just awesome. I, that's 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 my dream. I, I don't know if you know. I don't know what it'll be like. I just know that's something that that uh, yeah, I've always wanted to do. I was there many many years ago. But oh, yeah. it, it, is it amazing or is it just in it, pictures? It, 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 no, it, it is amazing. Uh, of course, the food is amazing. Uh, there's obviously there's no cars there, so it is remarkable. The quiet. Interesting. Um, some of the I didn't best think about sleep that. I've ever had in my life has been when we were on Venice. It may have had something to do with the red wine, but between <laughs> maybe that that can maybe. that can impact it. Bit. Yeah, but between the red wine and and no, you know, ambient vehicle noise, it's like holy cow! Like this is this is something up. So yeah. All Venice, right, there we go. You just made it mean uh, one. Right. You just you just added more to my bucket of why to, I need to go to the there. List. So yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, now I'm afraid to ask this next question because I'm not this guy that doesn't watch sports, but I also like to ask, do you have a rewatchable movie or a TV show that you like to go to? So are you someone that will oh, occasionally yeah. I'll have a do movies. pleasure? Movies I'm okay. a big fan but, of. Movies big right. fan. Well, Braveheart. What we got? Braveheart. Braveheart. Braveheart's number yeah. one. And then the movie 300 is number two. And sometimes 300 could be number one and Braveheart could be number two. Like the, those two are pretty interchangeable, but I will. Pretty awesome. I will watch those movies over and over. I'll go to certain scenes in the movies yeah. and I'll watch them. I'll go pull up YouTube. Like if I feel like I want to be inspired, uh, there's a particular <laughs> scene I go to in 300. I just watch that scene and I'm yeah. like, boom, man, I'm ready to go. I'll do it before sales awesome. calls. I'll do, like I literally yeah. to pull myself up. I'm like, here we go. And then I'm like, yeah, I am Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You gotta use um, what you got, man. This right. is the these are the little tricks. You, you want to be powerful? Hey. Use stuff like this. It works. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. We talk, we got a lot of folks that, that do what I do. They're like, they crank that music up before they start. They're like, let me get ready to roll because of, you know, we're about to get into it yeah. with the team in, in, in an organization. It's like, let's let's get it on, you know. Get 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 rolling. What's, what's get your movie, Scott? Right so my movie that I go to is Shawshank. My kids oh, love that. Oh, it's a great show. I, I mean, I just I, I can I can go back to, to Shawshank, pick it up at any time, and if no matter where I pick it up, I'm watching it to yeah. the end. I can't help it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's been mine. It's changed over time, but I mean, probably the last 15, 20 years, it's been Shawshank. Just that's a great that. show. I see why. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, yeah. Um, all right, last, you've given us a lot of great information. Do you have a favorite quote or a piece of advice that you always come back to, something that resonates with you that you'd like to share that's it's been a good anchor for you? Um, Absolutely. Overall, yeah. It was by yeah. a guy named Les McGuire. 
and he passed away in his private jet. He was a very successful. I worked. He was he was partners with us in our mortgage banking world back in the day, so a long time ago. So he wasn't a huge famous guy. Uh, had a lot of money. It was his jet. He owned a G six, um, but he had a quote, and I actually had it blown up into a. I didn't have a blow. My wife actually made this for me. It's amazing. I was a big plaque, and I've got this. I've got this. If I could move around, I'd show you where it is. Uh, but it's the quote is, "How bold are you willing to be to live the life that you love?" And that's just yeah, always stuck awesome. with me when I've been yeah. afraid, yeah. not wanted to do something. Like I'm like, okay, on the other side of this move is the life I love. So how bold? Am I willing to make the call? Am I willing to go knock on that door? Am, am I bold enough to call that guy, to make that connection, to do this bold thing? And you look at any successful yeah. anyone, I don't care who you are, when they've achieved high levels of success, they all have those moments compounded where they just do the thing and they're not waiting for permission because I think a lot of us get stuck in waiting for permission, right? So I think that quote helps me not wait for permission for myself. And it's, you know, I have to constantly work on it. It's not like you get to a point where the voices in your head of negativity, fear, doubt go away. No, you just learn that, hey, I'm not listening to you. Dismiss. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to be the bold guy. Well, that, to me, it's, a, it's, it's, a, that's what, that's exactly what it is because you say, I'm going to do this bold thing. Then that, that saboteur part of your brain gets up there and going, Oh no, you're not, you're not going to do that. You're not good why, enough. Why, you why, can't why, do that. Don't gonna, do that. They're going to laugh that, at right? you. Yeah. It's not going to work. You're yeah. for sure going to fail. What will your wife think? What, your mom's not going <laughs> to agree with that. You shouldn't do that. No, you're going to show up and they're going to be like, what? Who's this guy? What? All of this is that. Those thoughts yeah. go through my head every morning. Like this of is course. not a, this is not a, you don't get, and they I go just, everyone's head. Yeah. yeah everybody no has yeah. it. And the difference is, do yeah. you listen to it or not? And that boldness, remember what you love, like looking at the, the dream life. And the, yep. the, like, if you could see that, if you could see the dream life and you're just like, you know what? I don't care if I screw it up. I don't care. I'm just going to do it. Something as simple yeah. as like go live on Facebook. There's so many people are terrified to do that. I mean, what I say. Like there's times I've done live on Facebook, literally pulled up Facebook and just been like, I'm not sure why I'm live right now. I just knew I was kind of in a funk. So I'm here to why chat. Why am I doing this? So I'm going to do it. And I might not say anything profound and you might just like check off in 32 seconds, but oh well, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And then it changes yeah. my state because I did the bold action. The fear was there. Sure. I did the bold action. So yeah, that's very yeah, useful. Awesome. So hopefully, hopefully your listeners can take that and be that's bold. That's great. Be Thank bold. You. Live the life you love. Thanks, my man. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Uh, just a tremendous conversation. So much stuff to take away. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the Grow Your Damn Business uh, podcast. It's just been great having you. Trevor, if someone does want to reach out to you and find you, what's the best way for them to to locate you, find you, and have a conversation like this one? Uh, social media is going to be the easiest way. I, I answer all the DMs, so I get quite a bit of them. So it might take a day or two for me to get back with you. But any DMs on right. any Facebook or Instagram, Trevor J. White. And then uh, okay. you can head over to my website, uh, which it changes periodically. Right now, it's uh, we've got a two-day event coming up in October okay. uh, that we've we've got on there. So if you go over there, it's powerthepivot.com. It's powerthepivot.com. Uh, just you, know, you can find information about that. That's probably a pretty. It's a powerful experience. Uh, but that by the time this actually airs, uh, it might <laughs> yeah, we, it might not even <laughs> be that event, right? But just it's always updating. But that's a way you can get hold of me as there. well. But faster Beautiful. response than just social media just social beautiful yep. trevor this has been a fantastic conversation thank you so much for taking the time out of your day uh enjoy the your day in the beautiful isle of Kauai. Yeah. and uh thanks for joining us in the grow your damn business podcast it's been my treat bye thanks scott thanks the grow your damn business podcast is hosted by scott goodrich a professional eos implementer to learn more about eos and how it might help grow your damn business you can email scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com or Check out his website 
at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business podcast.